Andy. Hi there, Andy, Andy Breckman. Are you enjoying this song? Andy, 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 Sorry to yeah, take yeah. you. Hey, what? Why don't we have a contest and see if uh, any listeners can suggest a good name for this song? A good name for this song? Yeah. Well, the song already has a pretty good name. It's called the Andy song. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind of fitting, I guess. You're not sounding so hot. You're hold on. Should hot. I lean into the little microphone? Yes. Yeah. Maybe lean into the little microphone. Where the hell are you? Where the hell are you? I'm at the radio station, WFMU. I know, I know, but where exactly? I'm in the main studio. I know, I know, but exactly we're in the studio. I'm sitting where I usually sit. Oh, I can just picture it. You're at a McDonald's, I understand. I'm in my uh, little uh, little New York place. I have a little place in the city. Oh, a PA a tear, huh? PA a tear, and yeah. I'm uh, I'm talking to you uh, on my little laptop. It's not the best uh, Skype situation, yeah. but we'll we'll make do. It's good well, enough for FMU. Yeah, thanks for being present. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Did you say thanks for being pantsless? Yeah. We're all going pantsless this week. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. It's uh, time for the home. time for the pants-free subway ride. You know, when I hear a DJ on the radio, I can tell just if, if I listen for a couple of minutes, I can always tell whether they're wearing pants or not. How do you do it? It's just a feeling I get. Huh. I also have uh, amazing gay door. When I walk into a bar, a crowded bar. Uh-huh. I know within like two or three minutes uh, which man I want to sleep with. I that's not exactly the same thing as gaydar. It is not really. No. I think oh, gay, okay. gaydar isn't knowing who you want to sleep with. It's yeah, being able to detect whether uh, somebody is gay or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to agree to disagree on this. What is in your mouth? Uh, double bubble gum. Thank you for yeah, asking. Can you can you get rid of that? Because oh, I'm, I'm sure I could. It would be so easy to. I'm not. A, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Well, the program is dinner at Andy's. Uh, Ken here in the studio. Andy, uh, at his little apartment in New York City. Why did you send everybody home? Does uh, do you want to explain it? Um, yeah, we went down into lockdown because we had a second COVID outbreak last week. And uh, didn't I call it? Didn't I call it like uh, six months ago? What call? What I exactly? said this virus, this virus is very contagious. Did you say that? Well, I said it to myself. I mean, because that that was well known. It was well known yeah. that Delta and Omicron were very contagious. I said they're very tricky, very tricky uh, viruses. And now I've been proven correct. So you sent everybody home. So who's in the station? Just you and Matt? Me, Matt, and Olivia. Um, Joe, Surface Noise, Magasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruth, the skeleton crew. But I've been all vaccined up and I'm double boosted even. It doesn't matter. It, every that's... Everybody, we, we've had eight covid cases in the last three weeks and every single one of those people was double vaxxed and boosted 
I'm not going to get COVID. When I see COVID zig, yep. you know what I do, Ken? Do you zag? I zag. Oh, man. I ain't getting it. Shoot. I can't I, outsmart that little virus. I should have zagged. You should have zagged, buddy. You should have taught your whole staff how to zag. I just duck. And it hasn't gotten me yet. But you haven't gotten it? Well, maybe you've had it and you just haven't had any symptoms. You always say that. Why do you, why do you think that? Well, because I know about about a year and a half ago, you you lost your taste in music. Is that one of the symptoms? <laughs> that is that is one of the symptoms. Yeah. Because I, I I did listen to your show uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, and I got very worried about you. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I did <laughs> I did go through a period there where uh, I just couldn't hear melodies at all. Some people lose their taste. Other people lose their good taste. <laughs> Well, it did come back. No. My taste no in music came. came back. Yeah. You it's nice you think that. I guess that's what the, your staff tells you. That is what they tell me. Are they not Kenny, being Kenny. are they not being straight with me? Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. It's hard to hear them distinctly. They're so far up your butt. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> Hey, good news about uh, Prophet of Doom 88, right? Just remind me what we're talking about oh, now. Oh, Prophet of Doom 88 is the uh, the D-Train shooter yesterday. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they, they caught him, huh? Well, they didn't really catch him. He turned himself in. You heard it here. Breaking news. He called up and said, I think you're looking for me. I'm hanging out by this McDonald's. Kind of yeah, brilliant. That's... Yeah. Because he's now entitled to his $50,000 yeah. reward. It is. Actually, actually, he was near a Wendy's. He was playing them. He was trying to... <laughs> but it didn't work. Well, they went to the McDonald's where they said he was, and um, he had left already. He was half a block away. Well, I'm glad he's off the streets. That I believe he was the last crazy person in New York, so I'm glad, I'm glad he's off the street. New York is now <laughs> safe again. Yeah, thank goodness they got him. Yeah, he's going to do his six months. You know, you you shoot somebody in New York, you're going to jail, buddy. You're going to jail for six months. Well, he shot like eleven people. Yeah, we'll see him sometime in late November. No, no, I said he shot eleven people. Yeah. Late November, that would be if he shot one person. Yeah, so it'll be a couple of years. Yeah. What are we doing today, Ken? How, what did we do last week? I don't remember. I don't remember. What did we do last week? Was that's, that the Shakespeare Concordance? No. There it is. Yeah, that's what we did. No. Hey, why don't we have a contest? What did we do last week? I can look it up. You know, it's not like I, it's not like I can't. I can't find the information of what we did last week. Oh yes, yep. last week you were you were raiding people's dogs and yeah. and Michael your intern was slapping us. Oh, another classic. That's what we did last week. What a nice kid he was. Yeah. To come all the way down just to slap us around. Yeah. Well, I think some people would have paid for that privilege. Hey, you know what? After we talked on the phone yesterday, uh, Bethy had a great idea. We could have done it today. You and I could have done a show outside. It's a beautiful day. Yes. Yes, you're right. We should have done it. We didn't show. think of it. 
right. Well, maybe next week, if it's nice, we can do the show outside. I actually had an idea that we could stand in front of the station, and as people walk past, mm -hmm. we could just kind of mumble to them, what do you need? Just ask them what they need. Well, they're going to just keep walking. What are you looking for? <laughs> well, some people will. <laughs> some people will stop. Maybe one out of 50. Some people will stop and ask us if we can supply them with X or Y or Z, well, this or that. If you walked by some guy, on some old Jew on the street who said, yeah. what do you need? <laughs> you wouldn't stop. I would say this is what I've been waiting for. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. I don't think so. <laughs> but if you really want to pretend you're a drug dealer, uh, there's yeah. other things you could do. You, yeah. could, you could get some legal drugs and sell them out front. You could get some Delta-8 edibles or some crazy. Hey, why don't we stand out front next week and uh, sell Excedrin? Excedrin, little Excedrin pills for a buck each. Okay. Hey, you looking for Excedrin? Got some Excedrin. <laughs> Can hook you up with some Excedrin. I'm I'm up for that. It's it's uh, three quarters aspirin, one quarter caffeine. Can I bring you've some? Never, you've never had anything like this, brother. Can I also sell some Motrin? I don't think so. <laughs> hey, you want that? Maybe the first one's free. And then, and then if we see a cop, we just beat it. Sounds good. That'll be our show next week. Yeah. Oh, next week could be our Passover show also. Oh, yeah. we, could, we could hide matzah. We haven't done that in years. Hide the Afikoman somewhere hide, in the tri-state area. Yeah, hide the Afikoman somewhere. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Passover. We could hide some. We could hide some up your butt so you, the staff has a chance to find it. That's too easy. You might, you might as well just give it to them. Say, here's the Afikoman. Can you find it? I mean, come on. I love Passover. It's my favorite Jewish holiday. Now, what are you doing for Passover? Eating chocolate macaroons. What are you doing? Well, Bethy, Bethy went into some sort of insane sort of uh, trance. She invited everyone. Yeah. We, we're, we're having a whole bunch of people. Okay. I don't think I was invited, but that's okay. Um, I'm having a... I, oh, I might have misspoke. She invited almost everyone. Okay. You don't want to come, believe me. No, I don't, because it would interrupt my chocolate macaroon eating time. Yeah. What would, what would you do? Just be, it would be my grandkids just screaming in your ear. <laughs> For three hours. What the hell would you want with that? I, I, would, I would feed them macaroons, and they'd shut up plenty quick, believe me. I would give, I would give a limb. I would give my left arm to be with you eating macaroons. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going through the 40-page Haftorah, whatever it is, Haggadah. Haggadah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why is this night different from all other nights? Yeah. So that's next week. But we do have a show tonight. And I believe... Oh, you know what? My, my, wife, <laughs> my wife just texted me. Yeah. See if you can guess what she just said. Uh, she said, please invite Ken and Hank. 
<laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so now you have No, I don't want a guilt. I don't want a guilt invitation. A pity. You don't want a pity invitation. Yeah, right? that's a pity. You don't want a last minute pity invitation. Right. Right? Yeah, it's not the same when you say, hey, how come I wasn't invited? And like, oh, please come. It's just not the same thing at all. If it wasn't for last minute pity invites, I'd never leave the house. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, I just want to see if Ken and Hank want to come to Passover. <laughs> honey, honey, they clearly have other plans. They have a whole chocolate macaroon tradition. No, we have we have what? a we have a case full of chocolate macaroons. Some of them hey, are bring them, bring you, yeah, bring bring everybody. <laughs> well, some of them are straight ahead chocolate macaroons, but Beth, some of them are. Uh, some of them are chocolate-covered chocolate macaroons. Well, Andy loves coconut. That's his favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. Like Almond Joy and what's the, that's the one with nuts. Mounds. Mounds. Uh, he likes mounds also. Yeah, so well, like he that, might, that he might like... That treat for him. Andy might like hey, Zagnut honey. also. Zagnut. Honey, has... I'm, glad, I'm glad you called. I have a little update, a little change of plans. I'm going to be up at the lake house eating macaroons with Ken. Who's going to hide the Aussie Cullen for the grandkids? Yeah. I'll leave a note. I'll leave a little map. Where, oh, come where, on. Andy, where are you going to hide the afikoman for your grandkids? Because you can't make it too hard, you know? He well, does a scavenger hunt. He puts clues all over. Wow. He's really cute. He's a really good grandpa. Aw. I make little I make little, little maps and clues. Well, that's what we should do next week. We should set up a, uh, a listener-wide afikoman hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, uh, okay. <laughs> like National Treasure. A big treasure hunt. Thanks for calling, honey. Thanks, Beth. Oh, sure. Well, no, it, Ken, you and Hank are definitely, definitely invited. Please come. Okay, thanks. Okay, it's bye. It's not, not, not a pity invite <laughs> at all. Well, we, would, we would love to have you. Yeah. Saturday evening. Uh, so tonight we were as gonna a, as a favor to you as a birthday gift. Yeah, I did not invite you. Well, my birthday was uh, a while ago. You're welcome. Yeah, right, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, we did have a topic for tonight. We wanted to ask people what they have learned from WFMU. What have you learned from WFMU, Andy? I learned. Let me see. Well, I learned who uh, killed uh, uh, John and Robert Kennedy. You did? Yeah. How? Because uh, I remember there was one show, uh, w- uh, one of your shows, you played Sympathy for the Devil, and Mick Jagger includes, includes the uh, solution to that mystery in his lyrics. Oh, he said, you know perfectly well it was you and I, you and me. And I shouted out who could, yeah, the first time I heard that, I was like a kid, I was 12, 13, and Mick Jagger sang, I shouted out who killed the Kennedys, and I, I sat up, I bolted upright, I was so excited, Yeah. hey, I'm going to hear who killed the Kennedys, uh-huh. finally, the secret is revealed, what is it, Mick, who did it, and then he said, after all, it was you and me, that was his, that was his solution, but sure. he tried to frame me. That bastard tried to frame me for murdering 
the president. But uh, surely you didn't hear that song for the first time on WFMU. No. No. So you can't pin that one on FMU. It's not a good example, Andy. We're looking for... We're looking for real things that people have learned from WFMU. You mean something that something that disc jockeys might have imparted between songs. Right. Not fake things, but real facts. Real facts. Yeah. And I we ha- can't think of a single thing. I've been listening to you for years and years. I have to say nothing. Zero. Goose egg. I've drawn a complete blank. Yeah, really? Like, you haven't learned anything from me? What might I have learned from you? Well, I I know some things I learned from you. You mean about the eye patch, about the pirates? About pirates, about Poco. Timothy Schmidt was the short member of the group. I learned learned that from you. You introduced me to the uh, Bob Dylan song, She's Your Lover Now. Dylan. Great song. And Brownsville Girl, remember? Yeah. Hey, Andy, we have a call. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned from WFMU? Well, you just mentioned Bob Dylan. Yeah. One thing I learned from WFMU is that Donald Trump's favorite Bob Dylan song is Hey, Mr. Tangerine Man. I also learned that Donald Trump's favorite... <sighs> Nothing like that uh, good old Donald Trump humor. Nothing beats you. It. You and I don't have to be funny at all, Ken. Just open up the phone lines. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Hi, <laughs> the pressure's off of us. I learned that uh, Visions of Johanna was originally called Freeze Out. Oh, yeah. Is this Michael in Boston? Yeah. And I also learned years back that the students who, uh, at least the first ones who were massacred in Tiananmen Square, were singing the Internationale, and that it's a Confucian tradition that if you're going to be martyred for a good cause, you sing to show that, you know, you're, you do it with a, a light heart. Wow. And they, they chose to sing the Internationale. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, you said this. You were describing a movie about the Internationale. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I, inter- I, I interviewed the uh, director of the Internationale right, right. documentary. Wow, the phone, the, the, uh, the switchboard is ringing off the hook here. Thank you, Michael, from Boston. Sure. Andy, you really picked a great topic tonight. Wait, I'm, I'm here. So wait, have, do we have any calls? No, none. Nobody's calling. Oh, here's one. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, I've definitely learned a lot about different types of music, but also I learned through your show from an archive how a writer can workshop an idea and just kind of shop it around in different studios. Um, and I included that in an artwork that actually went somewhere and got published, um, and I kind of set it up as like a call-in thing. This is a phone number associated with the artwork, and uh, and it's actually getting published in a journal. Um, and so I actually get more traffic potentially on that phone number. But I, yeah, it was all inspired pretty much by this show and uh, the whole archive of this show, actually. So I learned that from that from you. Wow, Andy, he learned that from you, I think. I think yeah. uh, I think I have an arbitration uh, uh, coming uh, toward to me. I think I have uh, a little royalty due. Sounds like it. <laughs> well, if I, when I, when as soon as I make any money off of it, uh, I'll be sure to send it right your way, Andy. Yeah, I'll wait for that. Yeah, don't hold your breath too long now. No, I know. 
Yeah, it's but, funny but the music knowledge has been really good. Uh, definitely learned a lot about music that I never thought I'd ever listen to. So, great. What percentage of our calls include the phrase, as soon as I earn any money? 13. The answer is 45. No, it's 13%. Oh, no, you're right. It is 45%. We're uh, asking you what you have learned from WFMU, and the phone number here is 201-209-9368. Ken, Ken, you know, I haven't even learned the phone number. <laughs> now, you told me in all seriousness a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, you yeah. said, I can't learn anything new. I can't. And you were serious. My brain is filled with the James Bond storyline. Because right. I tried to show you how to put calls on the air. <laughs> and you just couldn't do it. I can't. Yeah. But I have no reason to learn anything new. I'm fine. I'm doing fine. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned I know, from... <laughs> I know how to find my house. I can get home. That's all you need. Yeah. Even if you took the lines, even if you erased the lines on the street, you think you could still find your house? Oh, I've got the I've got the GPS now. I'm going to be those, fine, Ken. Don't arrows, worry about me. You just okay. you just take your little phone calls. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned from WFMU? Hey guys, I think um, just generically, and yeah, watch watch the language there. Okay, What's so that? so yeah, so give me a give me an example of something you learned. Well, um, when I listened to the hip hop show on Friday night. Oh, put the needle on the record. Yep. Yeah, that kid is like so sharp but like I came back from Europe and I was trying to get into hip hop and he's like he's 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 a he's like he knows everything about the west coast and about hip hop. Yeah, Billy Jam. Example. Billy Jam's um, the man. What's that? Billy Jam is the man. Billy Jam, right? And yeah. then if you want to talk about um you know other genres, people are very 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 um informed, you know? Every single show, I can find a piece of music that I never heard before and knocks me out. You know what I mean? And that's it. That's all. Just a comment. You guys are really worth it. Cool. Thank worth you. Worth all the money I spend on you. Thank you. Okay. Andy's our resident uh, expert on uh, California soft rock. Um, Andy taught me that uh, Linda Ronstead played, played a critical role in forming the Eagles. Thank you. I was, for the, that. I was the one that I believe I was the first one that told you Linda Ronstadt was uh, hot. That's true. You told me Something that. I, I can't see hot. That's why I rely on people like you to tell me who's hot and yeah. who's not. She was a cutie. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned from WFMU? Hello. Hi. Um, I, can, I learned that you have a phrenologist. A smoking hot phrenologist. Best ever. I love that so much. And I learned that there are, are uh, special preparations in case, God forbid, Bob Dylan ever passes. Oh, you mean if he passes again? Yes. I guess you didn't hear the news. Right. Oh, no, I didn't hear the news. No. Oh, well. Oh. I do, Ken. There is something I learned from you. What I learned that in a national or state emergency, disc jockeys are allowed to uh, to roam the streets. To uh, disc jockeys are immune to any lockdown orders. Oh yes, that's true. 
because, because we because we serve because because we perform a public service. Right, that's absolutely true. I have I have the uh, get out of jail free card for all my DJs. Very good. Um, I just got through writing my niece in Hawaii about you guys, like the, the station. She's like, "What kind of music are you into?" And I'm like, "Look, I don't know anything about music, but I started describing the WFMU experience, and it's like." Uh, the DJs are just like the experts in whatever stuff that they're into, and I was like, it can be from, it can be from like you know the Codger show, and it's explaining that to like music of mind control, to um, you know uh, Stashy's polka show, uh, to the to the morning drive show, and it's just a, I'm listening to experts, like editorial experts in whatever the range you're in. And what did your and what and I, what was your niece's reaction? I haven't gotten it back yet. Yeah, you she's probably her, You have your niece call me. No, no, no. Don't have her call me this week because my wife will invite her to a Passover. Have your niece call me next week. No, have her call this week. Maybe if she goes to Passover, then I'll be off the hook. Okay. Well, much love, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. Uh, what else have you learned? Boy, people, people love this little station of yours. Yeah, they do. And it's true, you know, even if you hear something on, on FMU that you don't like, you just wait 10 minutes and you'll hear something that's even worse. It's true. It's amazing. It works every time. Yeah. Hi, you're on the air. What have I, you learned from WFMU? I learned what Lush on Horror was. What, Lush on what? Lush, Lush on Horror. Now, I, I think I learned it not from Nockham's program. Oh, yeah, that's the, end, that's the end of the piece of Kala. It's the, it's the final piece, right, Andy? It's sure. The, it's the edge, the the final edge of the uh, hala roll. Sure. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder why Nelson's program isn't on anymore. Well, you know he had a fire, right? Is that what you're referring to? Uh, you mean Jewish Lightning hit his hit his garment store? Uh, no, Nachum's studio burned down. Are you making light of it? Wait, when did this happen? This happened like two, three weeks ago. Was Wait, that, is this true? It's true. There was an electrical fire and his whole studio burned down. But nobody was hurt. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. well, send him my love. I will. I will. And tell him congratulations on that massive insurance payout. I will. I'll tell him. Um, you'll be happy. He's always, to, one, he's always one step ahead. You'll be happy to know that he did save the autographed photograph of James Taylor that was in his studio. That's what he grabbed, and that's what he grabbed first. There, there were about three or four things he grabbed, and that was one of them. Ken, if the if your uh, radio station was on fire, what would you grab first? The black velvet painting of Iggy Pop. <laughs> He's so damn hot. Huh. This was before he became a lizard. Huh. What would you he grab? Was, I'd probably grab the big fire extinguisher in the hallway. <laughs> doesn't work <laughs> sucker you should run up to the free t-shirt room <laughs> yeah i would run to the t-shirt room and grab two or three last t-shirts <laughs> phone number here is 201-209-9368 uh for our own uh, fcc documentation we we want to know what you have learned from wfmu yeah Hi. the fcc the fcc has uh 
has insisted. You know, we are uh, technically a public service station. We have, right, we have tax-free status. Right, it's called non-commercial educational. That's the FCC's term of art. So we have to prove that uh, we are disseminating some legitimate information. Yeah, from time to time. We're doing the public some real good. Yeah, from time to time, some bureaucrat tunes in and hears all the hippie noise and concludes that we're not really educational. So we really need to document uh, how we are educational. So we'll, we'll play him this, this episode of Seven Second Delay. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned? Uh, so I've been listening to you guys since high school, and um, I've, uh, everything. I've learned everything. Give me a concrete, <laughs> give me a concrete uh, example. Let's see, rock and roll, experimental music, art, comedy. Uh, you guys are an inspiration. Uh, we open an art gallery. Um, yeah. Life. Can you give me something uh, specific? Opening uh, an art gallery, that's not good enough for you, Ken? What, what, I mean, what, you learned how to open an art gallery from WFMU? No, but... Um, he was inspired, know, um, Ken. Uh, you know, your station inspired us to um, uh, go that way. All right. To do that. Cool. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Because yeah. the, al- the alternative would have been getting a real job. <laughs> and uh, he, he, learned, he learned everything he needs to know about that from FMU. Yeah. Says the owner of a, mas- a masturbatorium. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, caller. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I got through You got through, what have you learned from WFMU? <laughs> I always think of Bob Dylan I, I mean, I did learn you know, From you, Ken, that Bob Dylan passed And then miraculously was risen Right again. And when he dies again You'll hear about it here first Cool You're my, you're my Bob Dylan go-to source Yeah, there's been a whole bunch of Bob Dylan news lately I'm Trying to think we're the one. I believe we broke the news to Bob Dylan that he wasn't dead. No, we did. We absolutely did that. Yeah, he he couldn't have been more surprised. He just uh, settled with uh, some somebody who was suing him for his uh, composer royalties that he that he sold for millions uh, upon millions. Yeah, of somebody dollars. somebody had co-owned the rights to some of the songs. Right. Yeah. Somebody claimed to have co-written a few songs. Yeah. So they sued him for $30 million. So not everything you learn on this show is of any interest at all to anyone. That's true. Well, thank you, caller. Andy, the switchboard is ringing off the hook. It's all it takes is for me not to show up. That's, you give the people what they want. If people want to drop by, where are you located right now? You're in Manhattan, downtown, somewhere not far from Washington Square Park, I understand. Yeah, I'll meet him in Washington Square Park. What's the vibe at Washington Square Park lately? Oh, man, it's a happening, man. Is it? It's uh, it's, it's just wall-to-wall NYU uh, kids. Are the drugs back? Well, I just I was walking around saying, what do you need? You know, I had a pocket full of Excedrin. Yeah. I made twelve I made twelve dollars. A dollar a tab? 
Dollar a tab. Well, you took in $12 of gross revenue, but how much did you pay for those 12 tabs of Excedrin? I saw, I netted $5. Well, next week we're going to try to do even better. I say next week we, we, you know, we diversify and we, we offer people Excedrin, Motrin, Aleve, Kratom. I just want to stand on the, by, in the doorway saying, what do you need? What are you looking for? People will, they'll just run away from you if you say that. I can run. I can run after him. <laughs> you could just say, you want some Excedrin? <laughs> Got a I'll headache? After I'm shaking my Excedrin bottle. <laughs> I heard that there's all these uh, legal weed dealers now all over the place in Manhattan, and uh, nobody's doing anything to crack down on them. Does that seem to be the case? You mean they're selling legal weed? Well, no, it's still, I mean, even though, they, even though it's supposed to be illegal, uh, legal dispensaries have not yet been established. But I've heard that there's just so many of them now that, you know, and, and nobody's doing anything to crack down on them. True? I don't know. Sure. I'll say true. Whatever makes you happy, son. Okay. Hi, you're on whatever, the air. <laughs> whatever you want to hear. Hi, who's this? This is Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Hi. Andy's very happy that you called. Aw, I'm very happy that he's happy. Yeah, we'll see you at Passover, Brenda. Brenda, would you like to visit the Breckmans for Passover? Only if they have edible chocolate macaroons, yeah. Oh, you, oh they got the oh, edible kind. Can, you never said edible. You never used the word edible. <laughs> okay, how about macaroons? We have macaroons. We have both. Awesome. So, Brenda, what have you learned from WFMU? What I have learned is that on Friday, working during lockdown from home, I listened to Bryce, which I never had the chance to, and I learned so much about Indian classical music. It's awesome. Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> no, Andy, I think, I think she's saying that as a good thing. It is a good thing. I want to put it on the record. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh, okay. No, she's happy she learned about Indian classical music. Oh, I thought she was going to say, I learned about Indian classical music, and for that I will never forgive you. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think she appreciated learning about it. Oh, okay. Well, it takes all kinds to make a world. That's right, and I'll be there for macaroons, you bet. All right, thanks, Brenda. Okay, hey, Ken. Bye. Ken, so, yeah. next, week in front of, next week on Montgomery uh, Street, Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's sell people macaroons. Okay. Individually wrapped macaroons. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who are not Jewish, you know, they think that all Jewish holiday food is the worst. Because, I mean, my God, look at matzah. It's the worst thing on earth. But they don't know about macaroons. Uh, Macar we, were we, were, we were fleeing Egypt. Ken, if you want to know the whole story about matzah, come to our uh, Seder. Well, look, I know there's perfectly good reasons why it's so dreadful, but it's dreadful. It's the worst food on earth. Macaroon. All I want to do is stand. All I want to do is stand in a doorway next week and just say macaroon to people. Well, macaroons are the finest food just, on earth. Just macaroon. Hey, hey, macaroon. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll I'll go gotcha. get some individually wrapped macaroons yeah. next week. Hey, brother, macaroon. I got what you're looking for. You're on the air, macaroon. Oh, hi. It's Sam the Appraiser. Hey, Sam. I'm, so, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I don't think coconut is kosher. It's not? 
Is coconut? How could it be? It's you can't. It doesn't grow in the Middle East. It has to be brought by swallows from Africa. How would they have made coconut macaroons for Passover if they're not kosher? I think no one ever thought of it because isn't it technically uh, in the shellfish family? Coconut. Anyway, but what I did wait, learn coconut, from wait, coconut is technically a shellfish. It's in a shell, and it's kind of like fishy consistency. It does. It, comes ha- in a, it does have that oil in it. It's oily like fish. And it's yeah, it's, it's very coconut high technically fat. a shellfish. Now we're getting to the stuff I was hoping to get into. It's coconut technically a shellfish. It's ironic it's we're doing the show about what we've taught you, but here other. we are with Sam the appraiser learning all about coconut macaroons. Apparently, I it's a two-way street candy. On, on the nature show on WFMU they used to have where we had, they would talk about what things were fish and what weren't. We had a nature show? Oh, it was, yeah, I thought you remember. <laughs> Ken doesn't even remember. No, I don't. I, I, do, oh, yeah. I do remember the annual kosher show that Nockham used to do on JM and the AM. Uh, that was my favorite show of the year where uh, people would just be calling in asking if this item was kosher or that item was kosher. And it wasn't just food. They were asking about, like, you know, breath mints and toothpicks and uh, body spray. Yeah, rental cards, everything. We should call Nachum right now and ask about coconut macaroons. Okay. (laughs) Shall we? Yeah. All right. Let me call him. Thank you, Sam the Appraiser. You're welcome. All right, let's call Nachum Siegel here, who used to I'm do... Sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's with his insurance agent and his lawyer. <laughs> let's find him here. I think there's a seven in the number. Yeah? I don't know if you're right. I don't remember the whole number. I'm pretty sure there's a seven. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. You're right. I'm not an idiot. There was a seven. Of course. Oh, come on. It's Nachum, right? Yeah. It's something, 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 seven, something, no. something, something. You want to hear your seven? Yeah. There's your seven. There it is. Oh, but look at this. There's a whole bunch more sevens. If I remember correctly, there are multiple sevens. Yeah. The number you have called is not in service. Oh. There you go. He's a good friend of yours, huh, Ken? Yeah. Wait, I have a number for him. Hold on. I got a number. I got plenty. I got plenty of numbers. This one has no sevens. I talked to him just last week about different kinds of accelerants. Why? Why were you talking to him about accelerants? You mean like? Oh, I, I, I can't, I can't go into that. Like bombs? You mean like making bombs? Oh well, just, just how to start a fire. Hello. Hello, Nakam. You're on the air. On um, dinner at Andy's. Hi, Nachum. It's uh, it's Andy Breckman. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Ken told me uh, you had some bad luck this month. I'm very sorry. I appreciate that very much. It's been a uh, painful time, but uh, we're we're trying our hardest to rebound. We've had a lot of really tremendous uh, uh, heartwarming reaction from. Well, this uh, this call isn't one of those. What is it? This call, I don't think this call is going to make you feel a lot better, but I did well, want to, I did want to hear when your I voice. Know that, when I know that Andy Breckman's on the other end of the phone, I know it's going to be uh, an uplifting experience. 
Well, we're having a little discussion here between Ken and myself and a couple of our callers. Yeah. I, uh, on, I uh, you know, Ken was talking about how much he loves macaroons during Passover. <laughs> I just was thinking about this today, yeah. And I mentioned, or I guess actually my wife Beth was on the phone, I mentioned uh, that I love coconut macaroons. Right. And then a caller just called. Right. And said, "I don't think the I don't think those are would be kosher." Coconut macaroons are the original kosher macaroons. Exactly. Like the, exactly. It, it, it comes way before Ken's favorite, which is chocolate. And I feel so guilty I didn't get him any matzo or chocolate macaroons for this year. No, that's okay. I got my own. I got my own guy for the chocolate macaroons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after all, it's much yeah, more Ken's got his own connection. He said sarcastically. Yeah. Um, yeah, the coconut macaroon, as far as I know, and I at one time was very close with the Manischewitz family that makes a whole bunch of macaroons. As far as I know, that was the original, original, original one, and it was like that for years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I think we discussed this once before, and then all of a sudden, now you've got uh, chocolate macaroons, and you've got... Uh, uh, hazelnut macaroons, and you have these birthday cake macaroons. Like they have every flavor you can imagine. I think like you probably find twenty or thirty flavors in some of the major kosher supermarkets. And the Manischewitz factory used to be about three blocks away from here. That's right. That's right. And what about what about regular coconuts? Are regular coconuts automatically kosher? Yeah, a, a, a coconut like that grows on a coconut tree. Yeah. Yeah. Sure yeah. No problem. I mean, most. I. I, I well, how do you, I, I, how do you explain think, this? Think, uh, it's part of the shellfish it? family. I don't. Yeah. It's not part of the shellfish family, Andy. I believe it is. I yeah. believe coconuts are technically a shellfish. Shelf, really? Shellfish <laughs> come from the ocean, yeah. and coconuts come from coconut trees. Well, you want to take it up with the Sam the Appraiser, I think. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. Oh, this is this is ex- this is a perfect example of how we. In how we uh, illuminate uh, these issues. Nakam, are you doing your annual What is Kosher show? We did it yesterday. Oh, you did uh, it we yesterday. Did it Tuesday morning, oh, and it's unbelievable. I, I missed it. How, the, the, I, yeah, I was thinking of you, by the way. <laughs> and uh, with some of the questions. By the way, what's really funny is, you know, 40 years later, it's funny what questions you get now. Like now they need to know about flavored vaping. <laughs> we never had that one back in the right, 90s, you know? Right, right. Wow. Nachum, it's so great to hear your voice, and I want to say happy Passover to you. Thank you very much. Happy Passover to everybody. And uh, How many, how many will be around your, family. your table? How many are around your table? One thing I learned table, from huh? this experience, and I'm being serious, one thing I learned from this experience, um, for whatever reason, this electrical fire began in my studio at 1 o'clock on a Sunday, and if God forbid, God forbid, it would have, begun at a, it would have started at a time when there were people in the studio... As my wife says, you know, you never would have left. You would have tried to have saved everything and tried to have put out the fire. We never would have seen you again. So thank God we're sitting down to the Seder this Friday night. And if you have your life, your health, and your family, I know this might be a little too serious for you, Andy, but if you have your life, your, your health, and your family, be very thankful. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I think Nockham's drunk. But uh, good, luck, yeah. good luck rebuilding your studio, Nockham. Thanks, and thanks for all your help, Ken. I keep seeing more and more old FMU names on the list of donors. So thanks a million to oh, everybody. Oh, great. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Nachum. Have a good Passover. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Ken, why don't you remind people how they can help uh, Nachum? 
rebuild. I don't. I know that he does have a GoFundMe to uh, raise money to rebuild his studios, which really did burn down around three weeks ago. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have the link. But if you look for Nockham Siegel uh, Studio, I'm sure you'll find it. Kind of convenient that it happened after hours when no one was in the studio. Well, don't you think? 1 p.m. Not exactly yeah. after hours. No. Yeah. Hello. I have I have a few questions. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, where were you Sunday at 1 p.m.? I was 150 miles away. Where exactly? I was burning down a, a different studio in Parsippany. Oh, you were on that one. Yeah. Okay. I was on a different job. All right. Well, you're off the hook for Nockham. Yeah. For Nockham's arson. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned? Why, hello. Um, <clears throat> can't believe I got through. I can't um, believe it either. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I just. Two things. One, that the uh, Amborella tree is one of the oldest flowering plants on the face of the planet currently living, uh-huh. uh, called a living fossil. I think I learned that from uh, the blind tourist. Cool. Oh, lots, lots to learn from the blind tourist. Yeah, there are lots of fun facts there. And the second thing, most recently, uh, the zoetrope that was being given away as part of the premium package during the most recent pledge drive, right. is actually a fenakistoscope. I think that was mentioned on Sheila B's show. Yes, it is a fenakistoscope. Yes. You need a tachometer and to see it to see the animation. That's right. So, well, there you go. I wanted to help you out for the FCC. Hope that satisfies your requirement for another year. Absolutely does. Thank you very much, sir. Did you know that about the zoetropes and stethoscopes? You might Andy? you might as well ask me, Andy, what, what were you thinking about during that last phone call? Oh, Andy, what were you thinking about during that last phone call? Um, just how I have to get, uh, I should be calling the parking garage to get my car. Wait, the parking garage, you left your car and you left it, you left it here in Jersey City. Yeah, I have to, I'm going to give them a little heads up so that it's ready for me. Which parking garage is it? It's the one around the corner from you, the one you'll be using soon. Oh, that's the one I'm already using. Hey, I'll meet you there, brother. Lazy? The lazy uh, lazy parking next to Dunkin' Donuts? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll see you there. I'll see you there. Not, a, not if I see you first. I have a monthly spot there now. Oh, my God. Do you have a monthly spot? Listen to you strutting around, bragging about your monthly spot. All right, you're on the air. What have you learned? What haven't I learned? Uh, no, WFMU is, is an amazing asset, obviously, to to everyone around the world. But I think specifically, I've learned a lot about myself because I, I was able to, as some of the other callers have mentioned, outsource the the music expertise to other people. So you didn't have to spend that time crate digging or trying to find new artists or, or through all the projects WFMU has done over the years, the blogs, the archives, the free music archive, and... Um, really just the amazing, I guess, deep knowledge of music, audio in general, because it's not just music. And don't forget about Andy Breckman's encyclopedic knowledge of uh, Southern California soft rock. Right. That's actually, that by far is probably one of the, the most important things that I've learned, is to really appreciate that genre of like, music. Did you know that Jackson Brown wrote the song These Days? Andy knew that. That was Jackson Brown? That was Jackson Brown, yes. Did you know that Linda Ronstadt was cute as a button? No. 
There you go. That's these are these fact, these are the types of things Andy? that Andy Breckman knows. And that's you know, and that Andy, I mean, by far is one of the the largest contributors to that type of knowledge at WFMU. Yes, he is. I know eleven things, and we appreciate all eleven of them, Andy. We're waiting for for the one more to get to the dozen. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been pacing you will myself. Get there. I've been I've been flipping over the cards. One every few months. Andy, how's oh, your appreciate it, Andy? How's your illustrated history to California soft rock coming along? That would be a great premium, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, you you draw well enough. <laughs> yeah, we like your drawings, Andy. You you should draw be, for some of your albums be, and stuff. It'll be fourteen some of your pages of my Linda we'll Ron Central. <laughs> we should do another graphic novel. Oh yeah, let's do yeah. that. Ken, write that down. Ken, make a note of that because we're going to forget. Write yeah. it down. Uh, I, I was going to say, we, we learned all those stories about what bears can do to you from the last one. Exactly. So need, yeah. You need something your, else. If you turn your back on a bear. Don't. And apparently Ken. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, Ken yeah, should no, never no, do that. No. Bears don't like I, Ken. Yeah, I learned it a little bit too late. If, if you see a bear, don't turn around. Continue facing mm-hmm. it and walk backwards and uh, try to make yourself as big as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's more fun to be raped from the front. That's not they. They can't really do it from the front, Andy. That's that's the whole thing. I'll bet you a dollar they could. It's not not worth a dollar to find out. Okay. Thank you, caller. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned? It's not. It's not worth the hey, dollars me. to find out. I bet I am the only caller Andy can identify without your help, Ken. Maybe me and Nadia. Andy, can you identify this caller? Let me hear the voice again. <laughs> oh my God. Caller, can you talk hey, again? it's me. Uh, He's a regular caller. I don't think so. I think so. He or she. Is a regular caller. It's a he or she. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Andy, would you like me to say who it is? You don't care. No, I, I remember care. Andy saying something about figuring out what side the gas tank on your car is by an arrow on your dashboard. Yes, that's right. I learned that from Andy, too. You know, oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, we did do it. We did a whole damn show on that. Yeah, this is Aaron from Minneapolis, by I the remember way. I don't know. I, I know Aaron. And then Aaron also, the most interesting Wait, fact we learned on that Andy show, and it's, that's actually one that stuck with me, is why they no longer have uh, gas tanks in the in the back of a car. They used to have, some cars used to, uh, you could fill them from the rear of the car. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, how come they don't have them in the back anymore? Uh, it caused uh, uh, because it was uh, uh, susceptible to uh, exploding. Oh yeah, the exploding pintos, right? The exploding yeah. pintos probably put an end to that. I just have to say, and this sounds bad, but I can't wait until Dylan actually dies because I remember when you guys did that Dylan Death Show 2.0. I made a great Pat Boone joke, and I can't wait until that airs again. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, we had to update. Dylan is hard to kill off. We had to update our our Dylan uh, memorial show. It's not going to be much longer now, Aaron. Be patient. 
All right. I wonder who's going to go first, Ken. You, me, or Dylan? I think Dylan. No if question. If Dylan outlives me, I will be so mad. Well, you'll be dead. I mean, you won't, you know, you won't really have time to be mad. My last I, words on this planet will be any word on Dylan, any updates. I guess the thing I wonder about is who's going to go first, Bob Dylan or Neil Young? Now, there's a contest. Well, Dylan is in his 80s. Is Neil Young a little younger? Uh, I don't know. He's got to also be in his 80s. He's just got to be. Dylan had uh, Dylan did have some uh, problems. Neil Young had an aneurysm. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned? Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Oh, my God. Hey, this is Ted. I am a math professor. And hey, I Ted. I can tell you about some stuff that I have taught from Duffy FMU. Great. Go ahead, Ted. All right. Well, I, uh, I was teaching a class, a linear algebra class, and we do something called power iteration, which is for finding eigenvectors of matrices. Of course. And my demo comes from... Uh, I think it was Fabio's show. He had a, he had an Alvin Lucier recording. Uh, I am sitting in a room. Oh, famous piece, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had never heard it before. I heard it on the way home from work, all thirty minutes of it. Wow. And uh, it is a wonderful example of finding what's called the dominant eigenvector of a matrix. The dominant what vector? Eigenvector. Eigen. Eigenvector. An eigenvector. Okay. Yeah. It it basically describes resonances of. <clears throat> vibrating systems right right which is what a room is yeah that's that's what that whole piece is all about yeah so anyway it's a way to uh make my students think i'm a little bit weirder than they already think i am <clears throat> well that's a good one thank you hyperdose ted you're very welcome we're asking you what you have learned from wfmu the phone number here is 201-209-9368 hi you're on the air what have you learned Hello? Nobody there, Andy. But you're still here, of course, right? Um, I'm obligated to be, yes. Yeah. Neil Young is 76 years old, by the way, and he's a little bit younger than Dylan. Mm -hmm. Hi, you're on the air. What have you learned? I learned that Andy likes the pretzel bowl in the middle of the table. Andy likes the pretzel bowl in the middle of the table. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hi. This is, I hope, I'm tuning in late. This is Peter, Peter from Japan. Oh, hi, I Peter. I hope that I'm not too late with this one. No, you're not too late. What are the I odds that you remember repeating something? Something that I heard on Seven Second Delay when I was about 10. Uh-huh. And it goes like this. Hi, I listen to WFMU, where the music is so hot, you could be scalded if you don't wear protective clothing. That's the phrase that pays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in the day, back in the day when people had, before cell phones, when people had landlines, they would actually pick up the phone when we called. 
Right. <laughs> and we and we offered people a prize if they said the phrase it pays. Right. I believe a million dollars. If you called me, I don't believe it was a million dollars. I believe I somebody know. won it because we were calling from our phone sheet. Right. <laughs> oh well, that, yeah. The first time we played it, we we weren't playing for a million dollars. Um, but more recently, we're trying to give away a million dollars. And admittedly, we don't call that many people trying sure. to hear the phrase that pays. Hey, speaking of speaking of uh, phone calls, uh, I, I recommend a movie. There's a, a documentary called uh, Novami about the Russian uh, uh, dissident. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Navalny. Yep. In Navalny, and there's a documentary about him. And there's a 20-minute sequence in the middle of that do- documentary that is the greatest prank phone call you'll ever see you could, in, in, for the rest of your life. There, there will never be a greater one. <laughs> Tell us about it. Well, as you know, he was poisoned. They tried to kill him. Right. Uh, he was in Siberia and he was poisoned. And then he, re- he, uh, he survived and he was recovering in Germany. And while he was in Germany... Uh, they tracked down, they identified the three or four guys that traveled to Siberia to kill him. Uh-huh. And they got those phone numbers. They got the guy's phone numbers. These are these are Russian goons, Russian yeah. agents. Yeah. And Novani on camera, with camera rolling. It's an amazing sequence. You won't believe it. He calls them. He calls the guys that tried to kill him. And then how is it a prank? What does he do? Well, for the first, he calls the first two or three, he identifies himself. And they, of course, hang up on him right away. But then they get, then he gets smart. This guy is really great. He, this, this guy is tough and, and in, inspiring. He's really wonderful and uh, also very funny. Uh, and, uh, and the fourth call he makes is to a chemist, one of the guys that developed the poison that um, Putin uses to kill dissonance. Uh-huh. And uh, he calls the chemist on the guy's cell phone. He gets the chemist at home at night, in the middle of the night. And he he aden- and uh, he claims, nobody claims uh, that he's just uh, a, uh, someone from some, he's an administrator from some Russian uh, uh, program. And uh, they're just doing a, a follow-up call to see what went wrong with the murder attempt. <laughs> and he kept the guy on the phone for 52 minutes. Wow. What's the name and of this got, documentary? Is it it's just... called Novani. It is the most amazing piece of film. I, I just, I, it's the greatest prank call. I, I can never make another prank call because you can't, you can't compete with it. Oh, no. It's, don't, say, don't say no more prank calls. It's, he's calling guys that tried to kill him. <laughs> You can't beat it. No, that's true. That's pretty good. Yeah. So next week, our macaroon show, right? Well, I think I think Excedrin might be more fun. Well, why don't we sell both? Or we could give away... We could give well, away... Well, we can't have a table. It has to be in our pockets. Right. Well, we could give away a macaroon with every tablet uh, that we sell. <laughs> but, Ken, we have to look kind of seedy. Oh, that's not a, not a problem for me. But, I mean, is there any way to hide the microphones? Yeah, sure. Can we just wear lavalier mics or something? Can yeah. we just hide the mics? Yeah. Yep, I have, uh, I have stealth mics. Don't worry. Yeah, stealth mics. And we just stand out front. Yeah. I just want to say, what do you need? What are you looking for? 
that everybody's just going to run away from you. Well, some of them are very old and I can outrun them. That'll be the, that'll be the entertainment. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have wireless stealth microphones, so you're not going to be able to run after somebody. Well, if we're lucky, they'll be running in a circle. If we're lucky, they'll have a peg leg. <laughs> all right, let's, let's hope. It's always hope, Yeah, my let's friend. hope. All right, well, Andy, thanks for uh, calling in tonight. Oh, sure. It was fun. <laughs> I learned a lot. Me too. And uh, thank you to Jeremiah for the newsletter. And uh, we will be back with you next week for the great Passover episode of Dinner at Andy's. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. And uh, coming up next, Weekly World Blues with Matt Fiveash. See you next week, Andy. 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 Andy, you still there? of the blue scale. The blue scale is very simple, very useful, but also very simple to build. All you have to do is know your minor pentatonic scales. So in this case, I was playing A.
The blues come so many different ways until it's kind of a hard to explain. Yeah, 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 yeah